Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Weekend Gaming Podcast, and what do you know, it's been a big week in gaming. I'm Intergop for episode 62 on this Sunday, the 28th of November 2021. As always, I'm joined by Mike. Hello. And Swinny. Hello. You guys look a little bit blurry on my end, so I'll just... Yeah, I'm, I'm only <laughs> uploading to the internet at 678 kilobytes we per second. Say, we it's... just... We nice. should say that, like, every week we are, like, tuning the setup, and it seems like every time we do it on a Sunday... Yeah, what happened here? It doesn't work. Let me just close this thing now. I know we did an entire uh, midweek in gaming just to <laughs> test did. the potential solution, and we're like, ah, oh, it works. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm just not uploading at, at, at a high enough rate. You're not, or you are? No, it's okay. only uploading at 500 kilobits. How much are you at, Swinny? <laughs> I'm at a good old 380. <laughs> Wow, I've, I've got double the resolution that you do in that case. I think I actually know why it might happen, but I'll get on to it. We'll get back to the show. Shall we it's continue? Proper. Okay, let's yeah, we'll go. Continue. Um, and in this week's show, we'll be discussing Epic Games buying the rhythm-based specialist harmonics, a big update on the long-awaited analog pocket, Woo! Uh, Ubisoft's melancholy fantasy Child of Light finally getting a sequel, and our impressions of Eidos Montreal's Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm actually mm-hmm. nervous that we're going to run out of uh, intro tape, so I'm going to press like the fade button. Uh, as always, if you want to support the show, jump on bigwigpod.com. Uh, that has the link to all our socials. You can jump on there and subscribe to your favorite platform. With that, we're going to hype some stuff, Swinny. What are you, what are you hyping this week? So uh, we've got the Game Awards coming up. So there's two things I really want to hype. One is next week we're going to have a prediction special, and we've uh, we've outlined I think 16 categories that we're going to predict the winners. Can um, we make it 15? Because then it's like a nice even. I guess 16 is okay. I don't know. I anyway. made it 15. Yeah, f- you knew 15's I nice and it... even. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like how make it look like you. <laughs> and then I made it 15, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. said, "Oh, can we add this category?" Well, I like the category. <laughs> and then you turn adding. around and go, "Can we make it 15?" <laughs> But it's a good category. Because 15's even, according to him. It's a junk category, no, 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 but I'll add it in. We'll have 16 categories because no, I'm not it, cutting anything else. It's more that it's um, it's divisible by three and there's three of us, right? That's all. I like to, to you're, have this. You, okay you're the one that I'm, complicated this. You're the one. Let's just like, remove one of the categories. I love that, man. That's like, you know, a boss saying, oh, who made this decision? It was them like a month ago that said yeah. to make that decision. That's what this guy's you know, like. I do that and I go, but you didn't challenge me. So it's, I blame you for ah, it. Of course, it's someone else's fault. <laughs> hey, whatever, I, bet... I don't care what you guys do because I always lose the prediction. So By the way, you whatever. guys look better. So like, yeah. I'm up at 2,700 kilobits now, baby. What's happening is when we go to the normal, like, you know, waiting to stream yeah. or like, you know, waiting to go on, it turns your feeds off, basically. It tunes them all down. It's like, oh, we don't need oh. it anymore. So when mm. we jump into the show and it's like the first impression that people have, it's like potato quality. So we're always going to be potatoes at the start. <laughs> no, 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 no. All I've right. got a solution for it. So okay. let, let me sort that out. The other thing that I want to... So that's to next week. That's next week, Swinny. That's next week. The predictions. The other thing... Can you... <laughs> that's next week, right? Yeah. We have our reaction stream on the 16th of December, which is the actual yes. Game Awards. The real so... believers of the podcast are going to be streaming. So that's myself and Swinny and Mike. Are you, are you streaming? I thought it was the 10th. 
but no. Because I thought it was it's the 10th. Sorry, sorry. No, it is the 10th. Sorry, <laughs> I got that wrong. Because he was thinking of 16 categories. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's uh, next Friday for I us. I don't know. I'll see. I'll see how I Wait, go that's with. not next Friday. That's Friday week for us, right? Uh, yeah, Friday week for us. So two weeks from now. All right, corrections. We have none, yeah. but I feel like we need to correct the whole, like, the whole intro to the Our show. Our entire intro. <laughs> and then now Sweeney, that we're in high resolution. You have a, a shout out. Yeah, I've got a special shout out to uh, the, one of the nicest people that are currently on this show right now. Oh. And that is Mike. Oh, uh, I wanted me. to give a special oh. shout out to Mike. No, not you. Screw you. <laughs> I'm like, Mike, gonna be shocked. I, I had a special shout out because there was a moment this week that just made me go, hmm. Man, I was an asshole there, and Mike's just like the nicest person and how he handled that. So Mike is super eager and learning how to code in Python. Yes. And he's like, oh, I've got all these questions. I'm going to reach it, put it in our chat because, uh, you know, it's got, it's got some experience with that stuff. And then I'm like, oh, this is super interesting. And I showed him a screenshot of me muting the chat. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's okay. I'll take it to the other chat then. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I just wanted to give a shout out to Mike for like saying, oh, that's on me. I'll take it to the other chat, not my asshole response. I, I think like Mike's not an asshole. <laughs> You're more like ADHD. So you don't follow through things and all this other kind of stuff, mm, right? I guess, but it yeah. is a real competition between Swinney and I, who's the biggest asshole. We're different kinds of assholes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's a competition. Oh, you think I'm who then? Who? Uh, oh, you think I'm know. the bigger asshole? Why? I'm more principled with what I do. I like how the assumption, the automatic assumption is that you're the asshole. It was, and I'm, I think I'm right as well. You're both an asshole and you're very good at assuming correctly as well. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, let's be, let's jump into what we've been playing or doing otherwise this week. Yep. So Mike, you've uh, been gaming a lot this week? I have, but Ooh. I've also been Ooh. doing uh, doing something as well. That's in our run sheet, right? No, no, it isn't. <laughs> it isn't. The other thing is in our run sheet. No, this, this just occurred to me today. So for those of, who, of you who are on the video podcast, this yes. is a Twinings. Twinings? Yeah, yeah, Twinings okay, yeah, is yeah. in the team maker? Yeah, yeah. Cock, cock ring. So I didn't realize <laughs> that... Uh, Twinings make these now. I didn't know where it's incredible. Going with that. It is incredible. So just yeah. for the audio listeners, you can get just, them just, for, wait, just for the audio listeners. So Mike just showed, yeah. a, a, you know, a little uh, holder, and it's very small. Like you know, probably could fit maybe something half a centimeter diameter through. Well, it's it. not that small when you consider he has giant hands. No, I'm more. I'm more trying to make a yep. joke that he <laughs> perceives it as a cock ring. Therefore, like you know, I know. <laughs> I have to explain the I joke. Know. Jesus. <laughs> You don't have so, to explain it. Are what are, I just want to just like give people perspective. <laughs> that his hands are actually huge. Yes. We talked about it before. Yeah, I've sure. got very hands. small hands for my height. I'm not like a short guy, but I've got very small hands for my height, right? And you've I got, got small feet. Oh, whoa. This is a revelation. Mm. <laughs> Big hands, small feet. Mm. That's you the episode join the title. dots. Yeah. Big hands, small feet. You do them. You do <laughs> the mats. You can go uh, uh, like a full beard in, in a day, you know. That's true as well. So, so, okay, yes. The, the okay, all, all twining jokes aside, yes, okay. the other thing that I've been playing, which I'll do a, a little bit of an impression for later on, is Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Picked it up for 49 Schmeckaroos the other day. Aussie Had fun with it. And I won't talk about it anymore. So okay. that's all I can say. So for you, me, similar no, to you. No, over to you, I, I 
I li- I watched Eight uh, Bit Christmas, so I'll be doing a review of that. Not a very long one, but I'll be doing a review of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, other things that I've watched this week: South Park had come back, so they actually signed a nine hundred million dollar deal with Paramount to release these specials per year. So it's like two specials per year for seven years. Nine hundred million. Yes. Wow. Yeah, Matt Stone and Trey Parker are going to be billionaires. Like, they will be. It's incredible. Um, That's insane amount of money. I know. And then you think about each one. It's like, what? It's crazy, really. Look, maybe I could be wrong about what they've got planned for these specials, but don't they make these shows on the cheap, pretty much? Uh, Well, effectively, because, like, you know, they've got it down to one week that they take to make an episode. Now, this isn't an episode, and I wanted to raise this. It's like... I think that digital distribution is really changing, similar to what games, like games were originally, okay, 60 US dollars, this is kind of like how long they went for, all this kind of stuff, and movies and TV shows had pretty strict formats, like either 23 minutes or 46 minutes, at a movie, you know, two hours, but now with these digital platforms, you can kind of go in between, so they've lent into that, and it's like an hour-long episode, it's, it, I, I've watched the first one they released, which is South Park uh, post-COVID. And it's not really a movie, even if the second part, like, has the conclusion, because it's not, like, a real... It's got a three-act structure in it. It's really interesting what they're doing. I have to say, you know, if you are a fan of South Park, you have to watch this. It is so... I love these guys so much. I love their sensibility, and I don't want to spoil anything. It actually surprised me so much when I was watching it. I was like... Holy shit, I didn't think they were going to go in this direction with this whole South Park post-COVID. And it's just awesome. Like, I, I might watch it again. That's how much I enjoyed it. So, so I don't think it's reviewing well, but I loved it. So how's the video game? The video game? The South Park video game? The tie-in the tie to this special episode, you know, to keep it on topic. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just raising it. She's <laughs> uh, like, okay, Mike. Oh, uh, that's all right. All right. Can, can, wait, we forward, fucking, to, can we have an arsehole fucking? Can we have an arsehole measure later? Look forward to my segment later where I review Shang Chi that I watched this week. Can 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 we have an arsehole meter, Mike? So is was that an arsehole move from him? I think so. Borderline. Yeah. No, I think that's full. Like that's oh, a that's total a arsehole. that's a ding. Total there you go. He even admits himself. Yeah. Getting back to video games, uh, I have uh, the next game I'll talk about. I've finished it, so I've moved on to another one, which is Astral Chain. And mm-hmm. man, I'm like so it. into this game. Like yeah. this game, it didn't, it's not like it didn't sell well, but I just never really heard much hype beyond its release. I don't know about you, Swim. I was like telling you about, much it. about it. I know you've, so, you've said about it. We've yeah, mentioned it on the it. podcast once or twice and I said I own it. I want to get around to it. So uh, from Platinum, very much of that, you know, action game ilk of, you know, Bayonetta really more, more probably Bayonetta than anything. Um, and it's just really awesome, man. The, the, like the design of the game, just how it feels. It's freaking awesome. Like I can understand how it reviewed so well. It's like almost like uh, 90 or something like that on Metacritic. I think like 87. Um, yeah. It feels like it's going to be, I know people hate this term, but like a cult classic, it really feels like this is the perfect shape of one. It's on a big platform, sold a couple of million, but not anything more than that. And then no one really talks about it post that and it hasn't been released on any other platform so far. So was this, published by nintendo yeah okay yeah so it's unlikely that it would ever get another platform port then yeah no for sure it's like um bayonetta 2 right Mm, and bayonetta 3 so yeah i don't expect it i mean pc probably was the only thing that i was thinking may have happened but 
given that it's published by Nintendo, probably not. Um, but yeah, no, it's a really, really great game. I'm really looking forward to like getting through it. I'm only, like, you know, two or three hours in. Um, and it's because I actually finished the game that I was playing earlier this week and late mm-hmm. last week. And I finished it really quick. I was like, actually really surprised. Um, Super Mario 3D World. And I, I like, I'll, you know, because we don't do retrospectives anymore, um, because of the editor, um, like I'll do a tiny mini review now and yeah, this game, man, I got like really in, like mixed feelings about it. So like from an art perspective, I think this is to me the perfect evolution of the cartoony Mario style, like something they almost go for in the new Super Mario Brothers series. It's like Odyssey is different to me. It's like, it's not quite the cartoony Mario, but this is like the perfect crystallization of it. Um, and it's, you know, a fairly old game now when you think about it. I, I played the re-release on the Switch. Uh, in terms of the music and sound, it's just super love letter. And in general, this game is such a love letter to Super Mario World and to a lesser degree, Super Mario Brothers 3 and like lots of other Mario games. So it's like lots of those sounds and, you know, music are integrated through it. Um, and, you know, if you look back, Super Mario Brothers 3D Land, the 3DS version, which was, came before this, where this is almost like a sequel to that. That was more inspired by Super Mario Bros. 3. This is more by World. Uh, and, you know, it's reflected kind of in their names as well to some degree. Now, like, the content, is stacks of content in this game. Like, I, just to be clear, like, I finished the game. But I know there's, like, heaps more worlds and levels after this. And, like, some of the hardest challenges that you have in 3D Mario. And maybe the hardest, like, if you go through the final level. And this is kind of where I start to get into some of the criticisms of the game. So part of the completion is you need to complete every single level with the four characters that you can select, which Mm. I just think is just a waste of time. I hate when games do that, like with a passion, it doesn't add anything to the game by doing that. There's some challenges that are slightly harder, but you know, there's other ways that they could have handled that. And it really annoys me that that's how they've done it in this game. But like, this is the biggest criticism I have of this game and why I think I rank this second worst mainline Mario game of all time is the controls wow. and the game feel are just not good. Like, I, I try to explain it, and I know people have played this game, but the the controls are set up so it's, like, orthogonal from the start. So when you move, the influence of your movement is going to only go in one of eight directions, right? But the weird thing about it is that you can then, from that point, influence the direction you're going. So, you know, if you think of it, you know, like, north, northeast, east, etc and you're pointing northeast you start in that direction and then you can start to move slightly left or right off that direction but the net result for me is just like the game feels like unnecessarily difficult to control i don't feel like it adds anything to the game and like i was going am i just going crazy here i played the whole game finished it and i still never felt like i really got a grips of the controls I actually booted up Bowser's Fury because that was a that's the add-on game that they released. And I'm like, instantly, wow, this game just feels right. It's the same engine and everything pretty much. But I was just like, like why did they do this in this game? And, mm. and ultimately, the biggest criticism I have of this game is, for me, I look at it as like they would have a design doc for this game. And in my view, they've executed perfectly against that design brief that they've set out. I just fundamentally disagree with the design doc and what they're trying to do with it. Like they're trying to make the levels simpler. So like a lot of the levels are actually matching the directions you run in. So it's not like 
a lot of curves in the game. It's like very blocky to match the sort of eight directions you can initially move, but it just like the camera is like fixed in most places. You can move it every now and then. It's just, it feels like very much like a halfway house, whereas 3D land, which is like, you know, what this is inspired by, it all made sense for that system. This to me makes no sense. And it's a shame because it's released on the Wii U originally. You think being Nintendo, they would think of creative ways to use the second controller. Sweeney, did you want to jump in? Feels mm-hmm. like you you want to say something. Or maybe not. No. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'll let something. I played yeah. the game. I've played it, so I can't talk. Oh, okay. Stuff. Yeah, because I played it when we were playing um, 3D Land. Yeah. And so I played both, finished both. Girlfriend played mostly World, I think. And I actually really enjoyed it, but I like Land more. Yeah. Oh, Even though it's Land an older game, better. it's on an older platform, I just, I was drawn into it just more it was I, I don't know what it was about it I, I didn't actually to be honest i didn't even notice the the directional thing now that you mentioned it, i guess it kind of makes sense but i don't i don't recall having that issue but i certainly recall it not feeling as solid mm. and there were there are a few times and i don't know if that's also because it didn't have the the same 3d feel to it where i wasn't quite sure where i was gonna land with my yeah. character and where yeah, i was yeah. in, in in space and i never really had that issue with land but that's also because I played it in proper 3D with land. So, yeah. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it overall as an experience. I think you'll find that because the, the initial worlds, you'll just breeze through them. But as you get further in the game, it becomes a little bit more challenging. And I think that's like, honestly, I feel like like 80% of the time that I died, it's because I, I felt like I was fighting the controls and just mm. it did not feel seamless to me. And I play a lot of Mario 64 and Odyssey, like even to this day, we, like I'll play it like every other week. Um, so I think that that obviously is, has an impact. Um, the levels are really cool, but they're kind of like, it's almost like, to, I don't know, it, it's a stylistic choice. Like they've done the very classic Super Mario Brothers 3 thing and world thing of introduce a mechanic, play around with it a bit. And then a lot of the times never come back to it in any other level, which is kind of cool. And maybe in the post game yeah. they do, but... It's kind of, it feels like a lot of the things are like, they, they're erring, in my opinion, a little bit too much on the side of like, leave the audience wanting more. Like, I think that's a really cool way to look at things, but I just go, oh, I really want a little bit more there. Like, you know, I just feel like they could have fleshed it out a bit more. So well, you could, you could always replay the level with those other three characters. To get more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. how they give you more. <laughs> um, and just like before closing like the co-op just sucks like they're trying to make it kid friendly but and i know this is a very common criticism of this game but it just doesn't make sense the way they've done the co-op it's like like if characters die you start to lose lives right and i like i get that you know you want to punish people but it doesn't make it fun like you'd actually be fun if because you can grab people throw them do all that kind of stuff if you didn't actually get punished if it was like really like if everyone died, then that was a life lost and it would make the game a hell of a lot easier, but it just seems really weird for a Mario game to punish you. I, I always feel like the co-op is not done very well for kids, even though I feel like that's ultimately what it's aiming for. Um, but yeah, like ultimately it's a really cool game. You know, it's very disappointing overall for me because I feel like the controls, it's just such an easy thing to fix. And by the way, they did change like the game feel between Wii U and Switch. And I feel like that's very telling because they've never done that before in any Mario game, really. 
And the fact that it's done this in this game and made Mario go faster in the game as a base run, like to me is so indicative of the game just like, I don't know, it's just not feeling right. Like the game feel is just off in this game in my in my opinion, which is crazy for a Mario game. I feel like that's the the number one thing that a Mario game needs to be. It's like that feel of Mario. And that's weird for me because I remember when this game came out, it was actually pretty acclaimed like yeah. across the board. So it's yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, look, like and you know, I recently played Skyward Sword and I find it astonishing that Skyward Sword got like a hundred by multiple outlets, big outlets. And like, I played the far superior version of Skyward Sword and there's no way in hell I would even give that like nine out of 10 is like really stretching. I think probably for Skyward Sword. So there is a bit of a Mario factor for sure. You have to say like, you know, you mm. release a Mario game. It's always going to get a 95 plus. It feels like so. Oh, yeah, that's me. How about you, Swinney? Yeah, so this week I uh, checked out a few things. So first of all, the Xbox Museum. So I'll be talking about that a bit later when we get to that segment. Um, played some more Final Fantasy IV, but I uh, made the claim that when I beat Under Hero, I'm not playing another game until I, uh, I beat my Final Fantasy gaming resolution. And <laughs> as, I do recall, I'll, yes. as I'll get to that in a yeah, second, you, I, you I broke that immediately. Um, How far are you into Final Fantasy IV? I'm still pretty early. I'm probably oh, only about. I feel like five, you're gonna struggle to get in. through it. Are you? Oh, no, I'll oh, okay. be fine. I'll be absolutely fine. You're probably fine. Um, yeah. No. I'll be, look, who are you talking to, man? <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, another no, asshole thing. But yeah, go on. Yeah. Um. So, speaking of under heroes, so I did beat that this week. Mm -hmm. uh, finally, went back to it after taking a couple of weeks off, and that game is. I I really really like this game. Um, it's definitely not perfect. I was about two thirds of the way through, and as I said, I finished it now, and I was absolutely shocked at how what happened at the end of this game. It, I like this game goes places that I did not expect. Like my jaw literally dropped. It was like Fez style of what happens in this game. Really? Damn. Yeah. Okay. I, no spoilers. Okay. No, I'm not going to spoil it. Hmm. Um, this game. I'll just say, like I talked about a couple of times, the platform platform RPG, it's just got some really, really cool ideas to it. And as I said, it's just, there's some really, really cool stuff it does. So uh, I really recommend it. It goes on sale all the time. Um, mm -hmm. And as usual, indie devs, devs need the support. So I really recommend mm. this one. And the game that I put the most time into this week is the game that <laughs> I broke my <laughs> my thing for which is Dark Souls 2 Scholar of the First Sin. So I talk, nice. I've been talking last couple of weeks that I've been watching lots of Let's Plays and I watched a, a guy play through Dark Souls 1 and then naturally progressed onto Dark Souls 2. And as I was watching this Let's Play, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> you I can know do better. <laughs> I'm, no, it's like I'm it's, been <laughs> it's been probably about five years since I last played Dark Souls 2, so... And I tell you what, going back to this game, it's like, I rem it's crazy how much I remember about it. Now, I have played through it about eight times before, so oh, it's not right, like, okay. <laughs> so there's a reason why I probably remember, but it's also... It'd be a bit weird if it didn't. I love that. I played through I like so four of those playthroughs, I played through four four of those playthroughs on the original version and four of them on the Scholar of First Sin, and they're very different. Hmm. So I'm still surprised I remember so much from the Scholar of First Sin version, but... 
I just want to tell you about a funny thing that kind of happened to me. Well, it wasn't funny at the time, but in hindsight it is. So I was playing Dark Souls 2. Uh, I got up to just before a boss and I'm like, okay, um, you know what? It was a it's, it's Saturday and, you know, I'm, I'm hungry. It's early in the day. I'm going to go downstairs to a cafe, get myself a big breakfast, right? You know, like come back up. All right, I'm going to pick up where I left off. Enter the boss room and then out of nowhere, things weren't looking good for me after on the back of that big breakfast. Let me just put it oh, there. Okay. Out of nowhere, uh, I'm like, mm. oh, the, this, this isn't is, this, this isn't is a, right. This is the theme with you. This yeah, this isn't a right. So pretty sure I mentioned that something along these lines would come up again. Um, so you've got speed runners, you know, challenge runs of Dark Souls two. Mm. Try doing try beating a boss on a timer where you are, you are just <laughs> desperate to go to the toilet. Now I'm like yeah, but weighing don't up. Don't they wear diapers? I I heard they, they all wear di- wear diapers in cases <laughs> like this. Died. I'm weighing. I'm weighing. <laughs> So here I am weighing up the risk factor. Can I beat the boss in time, or do I just like let it go, and run to the toilet, and you so just let you know, it go on the spot? When you said let That's it go, important. this is how fucked. This is how fucked you are. <laughs> when you said let it go, my brain was like, I'm not yeah. sure if he means let it go, just like shit. Let, let the boss. That's what else. he meant. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. No, I'm totally in that. You know, yeah. Like my that That's, is never an option. That's right? the level that of gaming addiction you have. That is not an option. Yeah. When I say let it go, I mean just die to the boss and run, right? So I'm like yeah. weighing that up. I'm like, how quickly can I beat this boss? Let it go. Right? Wow. And it's like, I don't know. You know, I was thinking it was like a no hit run. This is like a no shit run, you know? No so, shit run. No, no shit, shit run. run. But uh, I beat the boss. All was good in the end. And then you ran off and... Yeah, Should so that was, that was a funny moment. As you start to, to beat the real boss. Off. But what, what's been cool about going back to Dark Souls 2 is that I've always wanted to try a hex build in that game. So if anyone's yeah. not familiar... What's a hex build? Hexes are a form of like of a... spells that they introduced in the DLC for Dark Souls 1. That's when they started to introduce hexes. And Dark Souls 2 took the idea and ran with it. So basically, you've got, as a spell cast, you've got like sorceries, then you had miracles. It's a two kind of like schools of magic so the the binary ones yeah and then they so hex is like the dark school of magic right and 16 the way the mechanic really works is really really cool i reckon so just you know for anyone not familiar with dark souls you level up you can upgrade your attributes you know your strength dexterity vigor and all this junk um and two common ones are intelligence and faith so generally they dictate intelligence for sorceries faith for miracles you know depending on what you want to do hexes actually balance off both of them but it actually looks at the one that's lowest as the thing that actually powers it so you've actually got to balance them you've got to level up both at the same time and what's really cool about that is that in the early to mid game of dark souls 2 that means you not only you know are you trying to like be a hex character but then you've also got access to all those sorcerers and miracles at the same time as well because mm. you're having to level up those two attributes that's tough at the start isn't yeah. it because it's... you still have to put health you still have to put stamina yeah well dark souls 2 is even harder because they introduce adp so that's what influences your iframes of your roles as well so adaptability i believe it stands for so yeah it influences the more adp you've got the more iframes your role has oh so when you first start rolling and dodging dark souls 2 sometimes you take damage in like that's weird like in dark souls 1 i would have actually dodged uh, that. Wow. but the, look playing as a hex character is honestly probably the 
the most fun I've had playing Dark Souls 2 outside of probably my very first blind playthrough because that's, you know, it's a brand new hmm. thing at the time. So, so would you been... say it's, it's better than playing as a binary character or a decimal character? Or a non-binary character? Or a non-binary character? Uh, or yes. A... Yes, I... Um, what other I, I get the joke, the hex there? joke, I get it. Okay, good. <laughs> nah, it's... um. Yeah, it's really cool Thanks, playing man. that build. So I'm up to the end of the game, so I just got to finish up the last couple of areas. So yeah, it's you know been what fun I realized to to. watching your uh, awesome. clip that you sent us in the private chat um, was that I never used those potions or anything like that. You know, the ones that you consume to buff something temporarily. Oh, uh, yep. I didn't never use that at all. I don't think I used that once in Dark Souls. Through the whole wow. playthrough, they're very handy in certain <laughs> specific situations. I know. I think that when I was, yeah. like when I was playing Astral Train, I'm like, oh, I feel like I don't use enough of these things because there's this really funny clip. Oh, and I I've totally lost the guy. He's got a really deep voice. He's a voice actor now as well, and he does these little short clips on like you know, and he's cosplaying as like an RPG character or something. And there's a joke that he has around. You know, he's saving all the items up and it's the final boss. It's like, use the item. You've got 50 in your inventory. It's like, yeah. no, I might need them in the future. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> how I am with yeah, these that's games. A, that's yep. a common, like, meme and joke, Very like, common. in the RPG communities. And it's true. Like, I had to untrain myself from that as well. It's like mm. Final Fantasy games. You're holding on to all those ethers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and at yeah, the end yeah. of the game, you're like, I've got 50 ethers and I don't need them. Like, <laughs> you, know, you, you use them. But, but a lot of games that's what are I did like with that. Dark Souls. I had all this extra stuff. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm, I feel like I was meant to use those. <laughs> but you get that in a lot me. of games. I remember Half Life 2 had that. I don't think I ever used the, the Magnum in it because I always try to save it. And then at one point, spoiler alert, you no, lose no, no, it. Don't, don't, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. But yeah, okay. So, all right. Well, let's, let's move on to the news. So this week, Epic Games have continued their 2021 shopping spree with the acquisition of Harmonix, famous for their rhythm games such as Guitar Hero, Rock Band, Dance Central, and Fuser. Based in Boston, Massachusetts, Harmonix have been around since 1995 and hit the big time with their pair of acclaimed PS2 rhythm games, Frequency and Amplitude. They went on to spearhead the musical instrument craze of the mid or late 2000s, uh, with the first two Guitar Hero games before moving on to their successful Rock Band and Dance Central series. The studio was previously acquired by Viacom in 2006, but became independent again in 2010. The purchase by Epic Games follows their other 2021 acquisitions such as Mediatonic, Sketchfab, ArtStation, and Rad Game Tools. Epic Games have stated that while Harmonix will continue to support Rock Band 4 and Fuser, they will also work to create musical journeys and gameplay for Fortnite. Hooray! Harmonix co-founder and chairman Alex Rigopoulos quoted, Harmonix has always aspired to create the world's most beloved interactive music experiences, and by joining Epic, we will be able to do this at scale. First off, I feel like, you know, if we're talking about this stuff, Mike, we have to share your your uh, familiarity with Rock Band and purchasing their oh, equipment. Yes. <laughs> how many how many sets of Rock Band did you have in your garage? Well, have you bought? Point? Have you bought in your life? How many uh, sets? Of gosh, like I don't know. Guitar at Hero one point, I I put an entire set out on the front lawn for people to just take because I wasn't using <laughs> but it. How many did you, you have? Like, didn't you have like four boxes of 
yeah i had a bunch of boxes yeah because they were cheap and i was just you know how hard it is to find that them. stuff these days? Oh, it's impossible to find. Do you know it how now. expensive they are these they're days? They're worth a shit ton nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> so Mike, Mike is yeah. a bit of a like speculator on some of these things. But I didn't even get anything out of <laughs> but those. You didn't I don't follow think. through with it. No, I actually think I did. I think I think I did end up selling one of them properly. One of them I might still have at my parents' place. One of them I just gave away on the street. So really? one of them Swinney has. Maybe? How, how much did you buy for? Do you know? <laughs> Dude, they were super cheap at the time. They're claiming them at Kmart for fifty bucks or something. Fifty bucks. Yeah, for the for the band hero set. Yeah, because just super like the cheap. drums, like open, no box, blah blah blah, is like two hundred bucks now. Yeah. Yeah. So Mike yeah, gave I got me. Them I'm, too. I'm holding up Mike. Oh, I gave no. you one of those. Yeah. Did yeah. I... So Mike, you didn't yeah. give me rock band. You gave me no, DJ, I gave DJ Hero. hero. Which was still, not made by harmonics, but no, but, but I guess it's similar enough. I still have the the collector's edition of DJ Hero that had the the special Eminem album and a special case and stuff. DJ Hero DJ Hero was actually good, it was but really man, fun. I yeah. sucked at it. it was yeah, same. But it was fun. I, I don't. So wanna, anyway, I don't want to yeah, build but, up my asshole credential, but you know, why, I was pretty decent at these games, boys. Uh, you you were pretty know. good. You were pretty damn good at Guitar Hero and stuff. I have to. Admit. I remember I was drunk one yeah. night playing when I was like, wasn't even looking at the screen and was still getting through the level. I'm like, okay, might this help is... that you actually play guitar. But, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Yeah. So, um, Swinny, what do you think about this news? What do you reckon this means for the series? Well, series as in rock well just band. like you know are they are they gonna is this gonna actually push them forward to do something interesting well, re, re, my... re, reinvigorate the sort of brand as well so my initial reaction is this is awesome for harmonics because they have gone through a few tough periods especially mm. in the last 10 years since they went independent uh, and was you know essentially broke away from viacom so it's really good that they essentially have a level of security now. You know, they're very well regarded in the industry as a studio. Uh, obviously, they've been very integral to a lot of, you know, massive trends over the last 20 years. Um, and even those first two games, I remember playing Amplitude for the first time and just being like, this is awesome. I never played anything like it at the time myself. Um But on the other hand, the idea of, okay, they're now going to focus on creating like musical experiences for Fortnite. Mm. Uh, look, I don't play Fortnite. I don't care about Fortnite. At the same time, it is such a smart move by Epic Games to mm. do this. Like some of the purchases, you kind of just it just feels like this they've got their finger on on the pulse of the industry at the moment with all the game the companies they're buying and even like things like Rad Game Tools and like Sketchfab, like these kind of like I guess, um, platforms that will help grow their metaverse and, you know, the theme, mm. their metaverse that they're creating with Fortnite and everything. Um, I do feel, though, that for people that love the Rock Band series, I don't know if that... I don't think we'll ever get another Rock Band. Oh, that's that's a shame. That's what I was I hope, wondering. Yeah. I hope we do. Yeah. I don't think that's we will so because cool. they're the... the that actual... that The whole musical instrument thing died out anyway. Like, they were supporting Rock Band... But it was just content, you know. They're not selling new copies of it anyway. Because so. we have the raises, like, because you know, we're old men. Like, this was fifteen years ago when the, this craze kicked off, right? Yeah. And wow. like, you know, there's probably a lot of people that have no awareness of it, which is mind-boggling to me. But this was just like the hottest thing in games. 
Like it was right up there with like, you know, just sick. the Wii, Wii bowling, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was okay, almost like bigger than that. Like regular folk would be into it. And like, you know, if you had parties and stuff, like I went to people's houses who had nothing to do with the games, like no interest in games whatsoever. Mm. Like couldn't give yeah. a, a shit about games would have like rock band. I was like, whoa, this thing is like taking over. And it did like, you know, it was super overexposed, right? Like it felt like there was a rock band or guitar hero coming out every quarter. The Metallica one, which I was a big fan of, but then there's like the Beatles. (laughs) What is that? What's that? This is a Tony Hawk ride plastic skateboard instrument that came off the back of this musical craze. (laughs) Wow. I I didn't even know those things existed. That's crazy, dude. I've never heard of that. This is the jump the shark moment for the industry when they started doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. It just went out of control. Like I can understand as well being in business that... It's like you just milk it. You just go, let's go hard. Like, what else can we do? What other industries? You know, it's same thing happened with Space Jam. I just, it's just relevant because of the whole Tony Hawk thing. Because mm. they were going to have Skate Jam. I didn't know about this until recently. Like they were going Space Jam, and they were going to do all different ones on different sports. Like it's just yeah, how mm. they translated. So yeah, look, I think you're right, Swinny. Like Epic Games have been purchasing a lot of uh, unique firms that do specific things not just oh it's a game developer it's like mm. they have niches where they're just like the best in the industry are, and they're like mm. ca- acquiring all these little pieces on the chessboard it's pretty interesting i think for me like with epic if they get their store and can convert it and like actually get linux running on it and the reason why i say that is because with the stream deck if they can get epic game store on the stream deck natively like that's gonna be that to me is like a massive killer app for them. Like I, I might start buying games on Epic Game Store rather than Steam if they can get that working. Because um, I do like the Epic ecosystem personally, but I know yeah. a lot of other people don't. In terms of getting someone to spearhead or I guess develop a lot of the musical things that they have done and want to do in Fortnite, you literally could not no. buy a better studio. No, know? exactly. Yeah, and you so, got like so mm. many people into that stuff the music crossover is huge in Fortnite as well so mm. yeah it's very very smart it would be really interesting to see what comes of it all right moving on and in my favorite news of the week <laughs> i literally gasped with excitement amidst all these cancellations or pushbacks of handhelds throughout 2021 we finally found out that there's confirmation i got it in my inbox that analog are going to release the analog pocket this year they're shipping it from the 15th of December. Well, like from the 13th of December. And they're expecting mm. people to get it between the 15th and the 30th, which I think is extremely ambitious <laughs> given the pandemic and you're in the Christmas period. And Omicron, <laughs> yeah, oh, Yeah, Omicron. Eight. Yeah, that's right. We're probably getting banned on YouTube or something. Um, it, like, But I'm just so glad that at least they are actually shipping it out. And they're already in the hands of reviewers. So Swinney's favorite, Jeff Grubb, mm-hmm. actually showed it off in a stream. But like in the very typical Grubby, Grub, sorry, format. No, that's his name. <laughs> he showed yeah. it and it was kind of like going like this, like, <laughs> and showed it off like just a little bit. And then people were like, whoa, what the hell is that? It looks like a Game Boy, but wait, is that an analog pocket? And then um, my kind of one of my favorite reviewers in that kind of Game Boy modification sphere uh colin from this does not compute 
he's like told his Patreons that he's reviewing it. Uh, and then also we know the embargo day of the review. So on the, it's like, I think it's the 13th our time or maybe the 14th in the morning uh, of December. We'll have all the reviews of all the reviewers that so, are. So where's yours? What's, what's yours? <laughs> Look, I've got my Game Boy <laughs> shirt on and everything analog. <laughs> I'll take a, I'll take a return unit. <laughs> but so, so did, I wish I could reach out to them to say, no, Hey, no. I bought two. Like, can you send me an early? We'll do it no, for the no, show and you'll get 20 views. Like, we don't have any analog pockets, but here's a dead battery play date for you. Oh. <laughs> oh. This so is the handheld they, wars. Are they going to keep making to... these things? Or? <laughs> the 2020 handheld wars. <laughs> um, yeah, so as we said previously, Mike, um, when they start shipping in the new year, they're going to open up pre-orders again. All right, cool, cool, cool. And it will sell out instantly. Like the well, demand uh, yeah. for these things are through the roof. Well, yeah, good luck getting one. I'm glad they're doing more stuff because otherwise reviews are so... It's like someone reviewing a 3090 or a 3080. That's amazing to see these reviews, but too bad I can't get my hands I on I feel one. like it's worse than that. Like, oh, I feel it's like... it's a... it actually is worse. That's like a these, bad example because these... it's actually worse than so that. So yeah. I, you know, I, I like, yeah, her partner doesn't listen to this. So I bought my sister a PS5 the other day because her partner really wanted one for Christmas. Generous. And, you know, obviously it's, like, very hard to Generous. get your hand off, right? So I got that. I put my bots back on, like, to get one for her and then turn put them my, off again. Put my bots back on. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's a, that's a, just, a, just a side statement. I put my bots back on, you know, like, that's a thing that someone just does. Yeah, sure. I, I did it, Swinny, the, the majority, thanks to the bot I made. The majority of the, <laughs> the people on this podcast are bots. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We're doing it for you. For I, need to, I need to make a box no, so, just so I can so, feel inclusive. So just to, to, to jump in very quickly, I did actually use the bot. bot. It's not a no, bot. You the built script, a bot. The, well, it's, it's a script. Oh. The script that I made, I, I, I ran it, and lo and behold, it's like, hey, yeah. they have reduced the price down by $200. So I jumped on it, and, and yeah, I got the chip that I was after. So my maybe coding that, paid off. Maybe that can help you with your frame rate at the moment, the better CPU. But, um, <laughs> but uh, what was I saying? Yeah, yeah. So I got that for her. And I think it's almost easier to get a PS5 than an analog pocket. Like people legitimately mm. were there at the start when it was launching and it just did not work for them. Like the shipping calculated yeah. fried. Like I think I was lucky because I, I just didn't believe it. So I refreshed it. I was like, nah, I'm not going to hold on waiting for this crap. Uh, so no, I'm really excited. Uh, hopefully we'll get it, you know, in the off season, right? Because it's pretty pretty quiet over the Christmas period of time. So we'll see how it goes. So no, I'm very, very excited. And I'm really looking forward to seeing the reviews. I think it will review well. All right, let's get into our next story. Over to you, Swinny. Yes, so a recent tweet by a Ubisoft game designer, Patrick Plaud, I believe it's pronounced, has confirmed that a new Child of Light adventure, and I'm doing air quotes there in the camera, <laughs> is in the works but it's not a sequel. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, Child of Light was a fantasy platform RPG that, um, that Ubisoft put out in uh, 2014, uh, first released on a bunch of stuff. It kind of came around the time of the cross-generational. So not only did it come out PC, but both PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and the Wii U all at the same time. And it got a Switch port in 2018. Uh, it was really renowned for its unique art style, um, which was powered by the Ubi Art Engine. So, if anyone so that's, that's yeah, for anyone that's uh, not familiar with that, that's the 
engine that powered Rayman Origins, Rayman Legends, and their World War One game, Valiant Hearts. So it kind of predates Ori a little bit in that regard, but it was to me like that was when they revealed that engine, it's like, oh my God, this is like where 2D games should go. And mm. unfortunately, they only made a few games on that engine, but they were great games. Um, the game reviewed really well, and apparently Ubisoft were really happy with its sales as well, but we never got a sequel. Um, but that sequel was actually written. So when the 2018 Switch port was teased, um, there was a, a a document in the background of the video that actually said Child of Light 2, and apparently it was an actually full written uh, story for Child of Light 2, but didn't get greenlit. Um, and so it's a shame... You know, apparently I've I've read that it's because of Ubisoft, you know, really prioritizing the larger live service style games or the big IPs, obviously like Tom Clancy's Assassin's Creed and everything. But this week, fast forward to now, we actually had a tweet from from Patrick that basically said, fans are child of light, just to let you know that the art director, uh, Thomas uh, Rollis, I believe, just sent the final approval for the next great adventure for Aurora and uh, Igniculus. So the two, like the main character and the little light fairy that follows it. Uh, and expect early news next year. So immediately, like, what the hell? Like, another Child of Light game, finally? Um, but then he basically said, not to <laughs> set the wrong expectations, <laughs> it's not a sequel, it's not Child of Light 2. It's a crossover where Aurora and Igniculus end end up in another world um in a bespoke adventure mm. so mm. then they he used the word crossover you know it's like and they collaborated and approved you know and basically it's like okay what's going on here apparently and clarified that the game will not be developed by the same team at, U team at ubisoft and will instead be developed by devs that also love the IP. So that alone, you're like, what the hell is going on? Okay, it's not a sequel, but it's a crossover. It's an adventure. So it's not, apparently there's a TV series that's been in the works for a while. There's like, you know, there's other media, but it's like, so it's a game, but it's not a sequel. And then people put the pieces together in regards to Bloodstained. So Bloodstained has been teasing a guest character. Mm. And in their production news in October in a blog, they said that their next update will introduce a new playable character to the game. This has changed from what they were playing on their roadmap. We can confirm that the new character is not from the world of Bloodstained. We have been working closely with a well-known partner mm. to bring their character and a friend, mm. so the fairy, into the, the game. So In it Bloodstained? Was to, to me, oh, it so was weird. very much uh, like a oh, oh, new oh. child of light. And then, <laughs> you know, I like Bloodstained, what I played of it, but it's it's... It's a shame if that's all it is. Oh, now, yeah. this wasn't some big press release, right? So I'm not saying that, you know, it's like they've hyped it up. This was just a tweet from 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 Patrick. Um, but, man, like, it sucks that there hasn't been a sequel. And I'm not – I don't love Child of Light. I, there's a lot I did love about oh, it. Oh, so you actually played it. Sorry, I didn't know that. I yeah, didn't catch same. it. Child of Light? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, played, I've been it twice. Oh, right, so because so. it reviewed well, but, you, yeah, you, you sort of thought it's okay. So I I've, I love the art, I love the music, I, I really like the story. As an RPG, I felt it was a little flat. Mm. It was very competent, but I'm also a lot more picky when it comes to turn-based RPGs. Yeah, so, well, well, well tasted, yeah. 
Yeah, so in in that, like, I wouldn't actually mind if it was if they took it in a different direction, like something like Ender Lily style, you know, because mm. like, the game was a bit oh, yeah, of a Metroidvania awesome. light in some regards. You got some abilities to open up areas and stuff, but it wasn't. It was turn based and stuff. Yeah, the, the gameplay yeah. was quite different. So, but yeah, so I just wanted to just talk about this bit of news that came up because it's a game that just really deserves more attention. Yeah. Um, even though, as I said, like I'm not huge biggest fan, but there's a lot of diehard fans out there that do absolutely love the game. So uh, this is my take on it, and I'll, I'll look down the barrel of the camera. Listen here, Patrick Plaud. <laughs> <laughs> if you tweet, fans of Child of Light get excited about the next adventure. What do you bloody think they're gonna think? Like, what is he doing? Like, imagine yeah, F Zero fans. On. Come on, Patty. Cap- <laughs> Captain Belkin. Like, here's the next adventure. Like, what? <sighs> What do you think's going to happen? Patty, Patty, Patty. Patty, PP. Between us. Very, yeah, I think Come it's on. very Come telling on. that... Terrible PR. If if this was a new game in any way, it would be Ubisoft doing a, a PR piece of it. Uh, of course, but you don't... Like, this guy's... Like, honestly, this is, this is a bit amateurish. Like, it, it sort of, like, wants you to bring you in, but it's the internet. Like, people are just going to grasp at straws with this kind of stuff, especially well, if they're hungry for IP. Let's look at the bright side. We get to play Bloodstained. Potentially. Now, potentially. It looks pretty... A crack. I like the dots so, that have been connected here. Good reason to pick the game up again. I will also say, I wonder if he potentially feels a bit of regret about the tease of Child of Light 2 back in 2018 as well. Mm. You know, because Ooh. that was something that at the time people were like, oh, this new Child of Light, you know. So, but I think about that though, Sweeney, sometimes that's a... You're trying to get the green light, the funding. You're trying to get the fan yeah, reaction yeah, yeah. and the demand, and it just wasn't there. It's like I will fly the flag always for people to get on to Shadow Complex Two. They've already done the map for yes, that game. Please. The map's done for Shadow Complex Two, <gasps> right? I want that game in my life. <laughs> right? Same. Epic has so much money. Just freaking get get it going. Like I'll buy the special edition of that shit. Oh like, yeah, no, you, out. you know what they'll do? They'll make it, but you have to play it. In Fortnite, Fortnite, yeah. Oh, I don't. I actually don't hate Fortnite like you do. Like Fortnite's not that bad of a game, to be honest. But... I don't hate Fortnite. I just don't play it. So, what you're gonna put? If that happened, would you play Fortnite? To of play course, I would. Complex of course, I've played Fortnite wow, before. Okay, I've got right. no problem with okay. Fortnite. It's just, you know, there's so many other games to play other than Fortnite, really. But um, yeah, yeah, weird own hmm. goal on this one. All right, hmm. let's move on to the next story. Uh, on the back of the 20th anniversary celebrations last week, Xbox has revealed the Xbox Museum, a virtual tour through its wild history and memorable milestones. So an interactive exhibit that is playable in your browser. I have checked it out. So when you've checked it out, Mike, yep. you uh-uh. have not. I don't want to know. At museum.xbox.com. You don't have to sign in. You can sign in and get a more enhanced experience, I'm assuming, Swinny, and you'll cover that shortly. It's split into six areas with the OG Xbox 361 series Halo and your own personal exhibit that I didn't see. Uh, can be played in third person or first person. Many exhibits open up supplementary content like controller concepts, dashboard concepts, audio quotes, system documentation, and pitch materials, etc., offers a very frank look at the history and milestones of the Xbox brand. Highlights include, and do you want to go through these, Winnie? Yeah, just a couple of things. A lot of these have kind of made the headlines already uh, around the the game's uh, media landscape. 
there's a, and it's just a very blurry photo, but there is a redacted copy of the letter Microsoft sent to Nintendo about a possible acquisition. This is so the one the that they that, laughed off. Yeah, the fact that they put that up as a That's milestone cool. is pretty funny. That's cool. There's, you can see in the video now, there's a red <laughs> ring of death exhibit. Oh, that's um, hilarious. It mentions that. It only cost them, what, billions. It's good that they can laugh at it now. They, <laughs> weirdly, this is not this is not so much a funny one, just a weird one. They, they often have, like, notable game that launched in this year, and yeah. they had notable game of 2010 is connect adventures no, <laughs> like, that's very tongue connect adventures okay. was all right but that's not the notable game you want to put out there but that um, is like a very tongue-in-cheek thing and, right and my favorite one is they actually had an exhibit for stallion 83 the first uh, guy to get a million gamer score yeah, so that's awesome really, oh really that's really cool, cool. that's really um, cool he had big hands yeah so like the i'd said you know mentioned in the notes of frank look you know not only the red ring of death but they they even say Microsoft acquires Beam and renames it Mixer. Microsoft shuts down Mixer. They have these kind of stuff going <laughs> wow. on here, you know? So I really, really appreciate that they're putting both the great and the bad in mm. there, you know? It's 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 just a record of, of you know, the history of the brand. Um, but then they've got that personal museum, which is a nice touch. Um, it was a bit buggy. Like, I had to... Sometimes I'd sign in and just literally had... A, it was nothing in there. It was emptied <laughs> out, but... Eventually, I got it to work, um, and it shows you cool stats about your most played games on each system, the first game you played on each system, um, some basic achievement stats, some of the, obviously, is big uh, big visitor to true achievements. It's kind of, you know, pretty basic stuff, but I think for the general public, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, just great to be able to kind of have that stuff in as like your own little personal exhibit within this uh, this museum. I just, I think it's really good. It's It definitely doesn't, you know, it's a browser experience. It's not doesn't have the love that something like Astro's Playroom does for PlayStation. That's on another level. But it's cool that they did this. You know, it's. Mm. Uh, it's I never thought about the Astro thing because to me, Astro is a game that also is a love letter to PlayStation brand and the games that came out for it. And this is yeah, more of just a pure exhibit. But yeah, you can that, see that... there, like the controller, like the, the controller model is not of the quality of like the models have an Astro. Oh, the Astro <laughs> one's crazy. Like yeah. the whole backstory on that is super interesting around they, they modeled it themselves and then they ended up getting the original, almost like the CAD models that they used to actually build the things. And they were like, oh, they're pretty much accurate anyway <laughs> with what they had originally. <laughs> they were so insane with the level of detail. But this was really, really cool. Like I was really a big fan of this. I didn't spend much time in it at all. But I like even the bits that I did, it was really fascinating to see some of the backstories. Like I always love that kind of stuff, you know, how they pitch things, you know, how they're thinking about it. And, you know, like overall marketing wise, like Xbox killing it, like under Aaron Greenberg, like, you know, they've, they've got the right tone always with these things. And even when they stuff up, they've done the best like damage control and quick damage control on everything. Like, I don't know if you, you guys remember, but you know how they were changing the whole Xbox Live and doing all that kind of stuff. And they walked a bunch of it back, like pretty much like within four hours or something. So I feel like they've got a very good, you know, executive, you know, steel chain with how they make decisions. Like they just, you know, I think the senior execs get the the brand and, you know, they kind of know if something's right or wrong. Um, and I think the tone of this is perfect. Like, like you're saying, Swinney, you know, like they're not trying to dance it up and, you know, show how Xbox is perfect. There's like a lot of failures. And the fact that, you know, Ring, Red Ring of Death is its own exhibit is kind of, you know, telling of that. So, and and did you want to notice, uh, note also the doco? Because I'm really looking forward to this. 
Yes, yeah, so they have a six-part documentary series uh, coming out on the 13th of December called Power On. And when you get to actually the end of this museum, they kind of all have a thing promoting that as well as, um, you know, some um, of the other Xbox 20 oh, cool. thing they've got. So Yeah, I didn't get to the end of it. I'm really looking forward to that. I, like, do you know what that's on? Like, how are they releasing that? No idea. I have a feeling it'll probably be, you probably easily watch it on Xbox.com or something, if not the YouTube. YouTube. It, I yeah. feel like that would be a really smart idea if they just put it for every, like on everywhere for free. Because mm. they're just yeah. promoting the brand, right? So it's advertising. Cool. And then the final piece of news, and I, I, sorry guys, I just had to pull this in. <laughs> I forced it in. So a producer on the, the Mario Maker movie, the Mario movie. Ooh, I want a Mario Maker movie. <laughs> Damn it. I'm going to fix that. <laughs> this is awesome. So in our run sheet, so when he's put the Mario Maker movie, that's such a Freudian slip. Uh, <laughs> a producer on the Mario movie has confirmed that Chris Pratt won't be impersonating an Italian accent in the movie, Pratt was revealed as the voice actor for this Illumination, uh, Illumin, Illumate, uh, is that right? I thought it was Illumination. Illumina oh, okay. Am I missing Illumination? an eye there? Illumination um, produced no, it's movie. Just, it's just a big, a big <laughs> eye and L's. Back in, back in. I should have done a little eye to make it readable for you. <laughs> back in September's Nintendo Direct, Illumination's uh, CEO and co-founder and the Mario movie co-producer, Chris Melon Dandry uh, confirmed the news after it was approached. And it, also he's uh, of Italian uh, heritage as well. But they do talk about it. And the producer, this is what I wanted to raise. Like he actually said something along the lines of like, it's explained in the movie why he doesn't have an Italian accent. Or like, no, they didn't even say that. It was almost like, it's explained in the movie why he has the accent he has. And I'm like super intrigued now. <laughs> what the hell this means? Well, it's very like, it's probably going to be very tongue-in-cheek. I mean, Chris Pratt was in the Lego movie. You know, just think of the kind of humour they have mm. in that, you know. So, it's... Look, it's it's a shame, but at the same time, it would be super weird. So, it's like... It's not Charles Martinet, you know. So, but everyone gives him a pass because that's the voice of Mario. It looks know, like so. you're... Because uh, just for people who are watching, listening via audio in the video... We've just got like a, <laughs> as the B-roll, a big thing of Chris Pratt. And when you were speaking, Swinney, it looks like you're talking for Chris Pratt. Well, hey guys, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to going to the Mario movie. Well, the, the video the video that's playing is when he's actually talking about it and he goes, it's a me Mario in it. So, so I, I just wonder if the movie is going to open with him in an Italian accent and he gets like bopped in the head or something <laughs> by like a hammer and then he loses his accent. Because, you know, I was adamant, like, just off the cuff, you know, when you were going about the accent and everything like that. I'm like, there's no way in hell he's doing an Italian accent. Oh, yeah. You no, just can't do on. that you're in 2021. On, yeah. But now, I'm not so sure, man. I feel like even as a bit of a funny nod to the fans and the heritage, maybe it will open with him. Maybe. Like but I said, a little bit of an Italian accent. Hey, it's a Mia Mario. And then bang, gets hit in the head yeah. or something. I reckon he should do it. I don't think Italians <laughs> are that prissy about that. <laughs> Well, I think you uh, can you can definitely have like the Marioisms have more a t tinge of it, like, like yes. wahoo, you know, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, because that's a very um, Italian kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gabagool. I um, just love that I didn't even deem this worthy of the me. minute mic segment, and you like put it in the elevation. <laughs> elevation. No, it's well, you know, okay, like again behind the scenes, a lot of the stuff it's like, you know, if we don't have anything to add to it, right? 
if we don't have anything to add to it, well, there's kind of like, what are we even talking about? For me, I find this is yeah. weird. Like, and if you're what? passionate about it, talk about oh, it. Oh, no, no, I'm not. I don't think no, it's included. I just I laughed that yeah. I didn't even consider yeah, it know, know, for our, like, here's the collection of that's, all the stuff we're not bothering to talk about. That's why I need to do it independently. I have my own run at the news and I bring out oh, the good stories. It'll be, uh, it'll be nothing but South Park here next time. Oh, look, look at this arsehole. How many arsehole things did he get? I actually tried to find an arsehole image and I was going to drag it over to his like side of the screen, but I couldn't find an appropriate one. You could have at least said, oh, the uh, Stick of Truth was a great game. You know, at the end why? Of the it's got nothing to do with the Can you add South Park post-COVID. Cap? counter in the next episode yes that, i will how many uh, asshole things has he done i don't think i've done anything this episode that's amazing um but yeah yeah i'm I, look obviously li- really looking forward to this movie given that they're already talking about green lighting other properties and they want to do them slowly it feels like they know it's shaping up pretty good and they must be getting good internal feedback and i think with a brand as strong as mario like it, it's just man the minions it was like a billion dollars, like they mm. did the Minion movie. Like, wow. put a character like Mario behind with that same studio. It's like, and a brand like Chris Pratt. Yeah, exactly. Man, <laughs> could uh, dominate. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I'm, I'm now super fascinated about this accent thing. I'm obsessed about it. Um, all right, well, let's get into our new favorite segment of the week, which is the minute mic, where we wrap up the news. Anything that we don't really have anything to comment about, but we think is notable. And we not want to note it in our podcast for the record. That's what this podcast is all about. So what we do is we have 200 words at most to use, excluding symbols. And Mike has to read it within a minute. Or if he loses, which I feel like he almost did the other week. Or no, midweek in the midweek in gaming show. Man, then cap. You have to streak at the next pack, Pax Oz in Melbourne. I, I like how he, do it. he never consented to that. But he would know? do it. He, he would do it. it. He's a good sport. Mike is a good sport. He hasn't failed. So what's there to lose? All right. <laughs> well, I've already lost my dignity being on this podcast. So, <laughs> man, not a lot. Now, Too can sure. I confirm? So Swinney's the judge because I'm a much harder, harsher judge. He's a very lenient judge. You're the judge. Uh, are there 200 words for this, Swinney? 200 words on the dot. Oh. I don't know how he does it. It's always 200 on the dot. It's amazing. Just to let everyone know, that's not easy. Like, he's obviously modified memory. It's really I can, good. I can look at it and just count the words bang. <laughs> Rain man. Can, 20 man. Do you want me to do this with an Italian accent? No, no. You're going to struggle to do it, It'll make it even man. harder to understand. <laughs> okay. So, as always, I'll wait until you start, and then I'll start the timer. So, cool. whenever you're ready. All right. Let's do this, baby. A Chrono Cross remaster is reportedly in development and soon to be announced. A new Arkanoid game has been announced by French studio Pasta Games. Resident Evil Village has won the Golden Joystick Game of the Year, while mm. Dark Souls begged the ultimate Game of All Time award. Microsoft Store has leaked 15 game demos set for the Game Awards. Nintendo has joined the condemnation of Activision in a leaked internal memo. Ex-Nintendo of American President Reggie Fillet has taken part in an Xbox <laughs> Roundtable. Atari has invested in retro game services and Stream Arcade, and the service has also been added to the Epic Game Store. Amazon is finalizing a deal for a Mass Effect TV series. Meta Knight's Revenge, a song from Kirby Superstar, is a Grammy nomination. Mike has to buy two Dumb and Dumber DLC packs if they get announced for multiverses. Goddamn, I should have read this first. A Gran Turismo Direct Drive Racing Wheel has been announced, priced at over 1,000 AUD. Nintendo has released a final free content update for Mario Golf Super Rush. Dead Cells has received a free Everyone Is Here crossover update, while Blasphemous is also getting a free update called Wounds of the Eventide next month. 
I don't like you had two seconds left. I don't know how you did that so comfortably. I man. know. I'm like, I was shitting I, it was myself. Definitely 200 you. Words. It was definitely that 200 was, it was words. It was 200, yeah. When you got it to a grand turismo, like he had four lines fast. to go, and I'm like, he's got 16 seconds. He's not going to make it. I, I think it's because he didn't stumble after that point in any way. You know? mm. And also, he saved on a. Um, he saved by saying Reggie Filet. So. <laughs> well, you how do you pronounce it? it? No, he's I have no idea. He's a mate. Fizz, fees, fees, a may, fees a may, yeah. And I just, uh, I want to give a big thanks to Joe Jives okay. for the uh, addition to the minute mic this week. Oh, on the two good. dumb and dumb packs, good. yeah. Good call, good call. Yeah, the Mass Effect <sighs> thing makes me nervous about Amazon because, like, they've been butchering a lot of these shows recently. And the other one is, um, we'll you know, with the golden joystick, the ultimate mm-hmm. game of all time. We actually did cover that at length. You know. Uh, test stream midweek in gaming. So yeah, but that, that show's not feed. that show's not canon. So what show's not canon? Midweek. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We can say whatever we want. Midweek. We're, we're thinking of big week in gaming after dark. So if you want to <laughs> support us, create a Patreon for us, and then we'll we'll go do that. Midweek in gaming. Uh, all right, <clears throat> let's move on to impressions, Mike. All right, all right, all right. So I got my hands on a copy of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy on xbox series x so i get to play basically the best version there is of it now you guys probably know and by you guys i mean both of you guys because no one else knows any of this no one information else <laughs> uh, no one else is here either that i i'm not usually the biggest fan of marvel stuff uh i, I I'm, I'm a really shitty nerd in that sense i know you guys love marvel you love all the films i've seen most know. of Wait, the films what did you say that i love marvel and i love all the films no, 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 no. I don't love, love all the films, but you're definitely more into, you know, Marvel. No, I don't. Than... I don't like Marvel oh, films you, you at all. Too. Wow, okay. You, like... Swinney? I love the Marvel films. Okay, yeah, there I'm the you only, go. I'm so the only one, one here. One of you two. Do you even right, know cool. me, man? <laughs> Do you even know me? <laughs> I think I hate so... him more than Swinney. <laughs> now, this, this sounds like a bad way to, to, start, the, uh, to, to start the segment, <laughs> but hear me out. If there is one Marvel film that I really enjoyed, it was Gardens of the Galaxy. Um, that along with... with Films like Deadpool are probably the few superhero films that I actually really enjoy. And I think it's the writing. I think it's the characters. I think it's the fact that unlike the other films that attempt to be serious, this intentionally isn't serious. The dialogue it just makes fun of itself. It's, it's, I, I love it. So that translates pretty damn well into the actual game. So right off the bat, love the humor in it. There's actually a bunch of times where I found myself giggling aloud at some of the comments that they made. I'm not super far into into the game, um, as in I've done the first sort of intro planet thing. Um, it is one of those games where, you know, you got to explore every nook and cranny. So that took a little bit of extra time than if I just rushed through it. But the dialogue has been absolutely brilliant. Um, and one cool thing as well is you get these choices that you can you can add to the conversation and as far as i'm aware um i haven't gotten far enough to actually experience this myself but i'm looking forward to it depending on what choices you make it can it can change the way some of the crew members interact with you because you can take sides uh you can comment positively and negatively on what what certain people do within the game um, obviously the graphics, as you can see right now, uh, on the B-roll are fantastic. There's a few times where I stopped and just went, wow, they, they've really put awesome effort into this game. Um, the, the gameplay itself is really good so far from what I experienced. Very, very fun. Um, uh, 
kind of I don't, it, it's it's a more over the top fluid Batman-y kind of experience mm. that is on mm. absolute drugs because not only do you get your own abilities and you only ever control um one character um but you can use the other characters in terms of activating their abilities now i don't know how convoluted and complex that's going to get at the moment i only have one ability for each of the other characters but i could imagine if all of a sudden it unlocks multiple things that you can do with each one it might start being a little crazy trying to keep track of what's what and remembering ah so this dude has this ability that i could activate with this now I don't know. I haven't read any reviews because I don't want anything spoiled about this game. So it might not be a problem, but it's definitely a bit of a case of, man, what the hell is going on on the screen sometimes? Um, even in, in the starting areas, you get you get to certain sections where there's a whole bunch of enemies and you sort of focus on a few, but you realize, man, there's so much other stuff going on on the screen. It's insane. Um, now, might turn out to not be an issue at all um, if it's as enjoyable as it's been so far. So... All I can say is first impression so far, really, really cool. Highly recommend it. Um, it's, it's well, at the time of, of this impression, $49 um, at a bunch of different places. I think it's 48 at Harvey Norman if you want to go that extra dollar um, cheaper. Sure, yeah. um, and I'm actually really looking forward to playing the rest of the game. It's one of the few games in, in recent memory that really got me engaged enough to want me to keep playing the next thing and the next thing and finding out what happens in the story and it's just it's it's brilliant i love the writing in it um love the gameplay so far highly recommend it i feel like so. because i missed the opening window of this game coming out and the zeitgeist and you know people talking about it mm. now i'm like i just feel like this is going to be a game pass game and it's a fascinating thing of what game pass is doing to games where i'm like i look at it and i go Man, I don't think I'm going to buy that because I reckon it's going to be on Game Pass. Yeah, I, 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 it's funny. It's funny you say that because it's the exact comment I made to the dude when I bought the game at EV. Oh, really? I'm you like, said that? Yeah, yeah I, I said it's it. Be on Game Pass. I, I'm like, I bet I'm going to buy this and it's going to go in, go in Game Pass. So we'll see. And by the way, it'll be like a year It's, it's, it's a I'm cool game to, to have well, anyway. Deus Ex, uh, Tomb Raider, all those games have gone in and out of Game Pass. So it's Avengers very went on Game Pass recently. A bit of a different story because... That's almost a, you could imagine that going free to play anyway, potentially. So it's a bit different, but I was actually really keen on this game when it was coming out. And I think even, you know, last year when we we're talk, doing the discussions hmm. around the year ahead, then I kind of, I don't know, I probably did sour on the game. It felt like a lot of the hype came out of the game, like maybe unfairly. I think because of Avengers went so poorly. Um, and then, like I said, because I missed the opening window of the game coming out, I feel like uh, I'll just like I wouldn't mind playing it, but I just yeah I, I feel like oh, I'll just probably wait for Game Pass if I don't I, get it for dirt yeah, cheap maybe. some other way. Uh, all I can say is 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 I think you're right. It it's it it's lost that momentum. Not a lot of people are talking mm. about it from what I'm seeing. I don't know anyone that's got the game other than myself mm. out of our group of friends or yeah, anyone yeah. else that I really know. But I feel like it it could easily be one of those. I'm not going to call it a cult classic, but those. A real okay. underdog game. No, I could that imagine is being brilliant, but not enough totally, people played it. Yeah. Totally imagine it being. It's, a it's really, really sure. good. I mean, a lot of people talk about this game. So they do, but I'm saying it's pretty. It's pretty, pretty. Like it got a lot of buzz on release. Like yeah. there's lots of content creators covering this game. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? You're deep in the woods on like content creation, gaming. You go into EB Games, JB Hi-Fi. It's like nothing. 
with Guardians. There's no, there's no buzz about that. Really, game. find talk, a copy of talk it. Talk to actually, the EV guys about it. Like they'll go, oh yeah, no one's buying hmm. this game. And this game only got revealed at E3 this year, anyway. So. It's yeah, like the marketing of it was, yeah. was weird. It, like people were not hyping it. But like to your point, though, Swinny, everyone I've seen who's played this game and talks about it loves it. Like say it's a great game. Yeah, it's really great. And I like your description of the whole Batman thing on steroids or drugs. I think is how you put it. That actually does give me a better crystallization of the gameplay than what I've read from other people. Because it, yeah, they're sort of like oh, frenetic and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, I can't really picture what it is. But the Batman frenetic analogy. Yeah. No, I think they've been frenetic. Frenetic. Okay. Yeah. But, I don't um, know what that word is, sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah, I like you correcting me. On <laughs> no, I just, I'm like, what is that word? But it's more just Eidos Montreal. I'm like, oh, okay, I kind of back these guys. So like, you know. Yeah, same. I'm keen it's... to check this. I will check it out eventually. And I, so. I, like I said, I love the, lo- love the writing. Really, really funny. Mm, what were you going to say, Sonny? Frenetic is a synonym of frantic, basically. Ah, okay, cool, cool, awesome. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, the, the 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 yeah, cool. The yeah, highly recommend it. Go grab it if you can. I think you're gonna love it. Nice, absolutely nice. love it. Yeah. And to wrap up the show, I will be reviewing Eight Bit Christmas. So it is coming up to the festive time of the year again. So what better way than checking out? The new video game holiday comedy, 8-Bit Christmas. So a bit of a short review. Like, okay, like from the from the start, I usually like to just give my overall impressions of things from the start so then people can go, okay, cool, I'll click off then. Um, this, I had extremely low expectations. So from my understanding, we didn't really know this was coming out. And then they had a trailer, like only a few weeks ago, if that, and it was coming out, the 24th of November. Is that right, Swinny? If, if I like you about the So, no, there, there were like articles saying oh, they're okay. greenlit, they've announced it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but okay. I don't think we knew it was about a Nintendo But there's no trailer or anything like that. No, right? no trailer, no. So it was yeah. more like, hey, they're, they're making this, you know, that's yeah, pretty like, much it. So, and, you know, yeah. a lot of those times when they go, oh, yeah, we're making this movie, they don't actually even go and make it. Like how many Halo mm. movies slash... TV shows have, you know, been sought to be made for, you know, such a long period of time. I'm actually just quickly Googling 8-Bit Christmas trailer because it does feel like three weeks ago it came out yeah, the no, trailer. I'm like, fairly certain that was all we first seen. That's crazy, it. right? So my expectations were rock bottom. <laughs> so like, I'm like, this is going to be one of those trash movies. They've done it. They've put it out there. And it's like, uh, okay, like we've added it to the catalog, right? We've ticked the Christmas box or whatever. And so I, I didn't hear anything about it. I, you know, obviously watched it legally on binge in Australia. And I was like, I'm watching, I'm watching. I'm like, this movie was just constantly surprising me. I'm like, this is very surprising, this movie. Now, to be clear, this is not a great movie. This is not like a cult. Wow. Don't think it'll be a cult classic or anything like that. Right. But it's a very competent movie for what it's trying to do. And I feel like, again, a little bit like Guardians that we just covered, you know, really, they're not really trying to market this movie very well. I feel like you've got like a, a fairly decent, you know, cast. You've got, uh, what's his name? Neil, pa- Neil Patrick Harris. And also like, I love like, and just like, I'll maybe I'll sit in the pocket on the whole acting. They also have this awesome cameo with David Cross, who I love so much and there's like nothing about him from what i remember in the trailer 
or any of the marketing material. And normally, if you've got a big movie, you can throw cameos in and it's like almost a subtle social marketing. But I feel like for this movie, it would have been sensible to put him in the trailer because then people will go, oh, okay, well, this is a bit weird. David Cross is in this. Like, they're just, yeah, the way they've like sold this movie is really bad. And, um, like, you know, it's apparent from the trailer. I won't give any spoilers, but I, you know, I think everyone can imagine what the story's about. You know, we have uh, Neil Patrick Harris sort of in the present time, but then you also have, like, it's recounting his story in the 80s of, you know, trying to acquire uh, NES. And the child actor, Winslow uh, Fegley, he's actually amazing in this film. Like, I'm like, this kid is a real, he's got some acting chops, man. He carries the film. He really does. Like, obviously, uh, MPH is, like, the best actor, like, you know, who's throughout the film. But this kid is very, very competent. And, you know, like, he's got a bit of range as well. Like, he's a very decent actor. And it, like, with the combination of the writing, which surprisingly was, like, kind of knowing of the topic. And just to kind of get on that, like, there's some kind of weird nods in the movie that made me kind of laugh. Like... You know how we were covering this before when we were talking about the trailer of, you know, we you, you spotted the, like, seven frames of it not showing a real NES game. Now, on that, everything else in this film, they all show, like, actual NES games, right? Oh, that's good. That's good. But that one, they don't. And there's, there's kind of, like, when you watch the whole scene, I was thinking to myself, what game would I replace on the NES to carry out the scene that they needed to do, right? And I actually don't think there is a really clear game you'd pick. And then if there's, like, honestly, maybe three games you could pick, getting the rights if, to that is probably really hard. If the, if it's, like, you need, like, a one-on-one game, it's probably, like, Double Dragon versus Mode or something. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's kind of what it is, but they're, they're also trying to make it representative of the characters. And, you know, representation mm. in the 80s games, probably not so great. Uh, for me, it was more when I made that comment. I have not seen this film. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I it was more like I just, I just. It's so easy to get like you could probably just get someone on Fiverr to make a game that looks exactly like an NES game. It's more like just put the evidence to make it look like an NES game. That's the yeah. only thing for me. But I, I from from what you're saying, it's good that at least they kind of, you know, they pay a bit close attention where it counts, you know? So. Yeah. And, and that's where I was getting to with the writing. It's kind of funny because you feel like it's folks like us in some ways. It's kind of like they had a very limited budget for this movie, obviously. Like the trailer like had no pizzazz to where it was just editing like that they spent time in. It's probably you, filmed in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, it was. And that was like, I will get to that shortly, but because that's, I felt like that was a bit strange as well, but I'll, I'll cover that in a sec. But, you know, and it, it's been a long journey as well. I didn't realize that there's a book, 8 Bit Christmas, that was released like mm. eight years ago or something like that. And it's all based on that book. Um, probably makes more sense then about my commentary about the pandemic in this movie later. But the writing's really good. And I was just going to say that, like, the collection of games is horrible. It's like Paperboy, Rampage, and like, I can't even identify. Like, I'm pretty familiar with the NES library. I sort of see the the box art, or not the box art, but just like the cartridge art. And I'm like, I literally cannot recognize that game. I reckon I could recognize 200 games. I'm like, I can't even tell oh, that game. I wish you could bring it up so we could take a stab. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think I can. No, no I don't want to either because like they they'll, they'll strike the video. 
Um, do they use even the, use the snipping tool to just like snip that little square out of the screenshot and put it in? Out. I might do it on their socials and maybe ask people what the hell are these games, or including you into that sort of thing. But um, so the game collection this kid had was the worst NES library possible. Like he had no bangers at all, like zero. And there's a scene in the film, and I don't want to spoil too much, but I, I, just reflecting on the writing that, you know, they're saying, oh, what do you want to play? Super Mario Brothers? No. And it's like saying all these great games. They're like, no, no, don't want to play that. Rampage? Yeah, you want to play Rampage. <laughs> and it was like, I felt like it was very tongue in cheek that they can't get the rights to all these other games. Yeah. <laughs> so they've got this <laughs> shitty game. That who, probably cost two made, cents. Who, paid, who made the Rampage movie, actually? I'm curious oh, to know no, if it's know. under the same uh, umbrella. I, I, um, I actually, if you check it, I reckon Paperboy and Rampage are owned by uh, Viacom, who like owns <laughs> HBO, who made this film, or financed yeah, the film. I'm so just... it probably cost them nothing. Um, but it, they do have an, a legit NES. It's like, because I, I, I was kind of wondering, like they spoke about the NES. They've got like mm, lots of does, boxes, that, like that zoom-ins. So they're so allowed to... Yeah. I think that's so different. Saying, sorry, the Rampage movie, Warner Brothers P- Pictures and HBO's under them, but HBO, I guess they didn't, they're not the makers, they're just the streaming. No, they? no, no, they're, they're, they're financiers. Okay, then I think it does link back into the same company that made Rampage movie. Is well. it Warner Brothers? Oh. Did you yeah. say? Yeah, 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 it's all the same. Yeah. So it cost them nothing. It cost them nothing to have Rampage and Paperboy on it. That's why they did it, right? But how but, do they get away with the console itself? Because well, I know in a lot of films you see the Apple logo on oh, they, they just they just did it and hope Nintendo wouldn't care. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't know about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's why they didn't put the trailer up until the last minute. So yeah. if you show a video game, you have to license it because it's like copyright material. If it's an object or something like that, you have to get permission. And this okay. whole department that just works on that. And most places they don't want to bother because it's too much effort. And then also like if you want to do different things with the medium, you're only approved for the original use you know what i mean it's like oh mm. we show it on terrestrial tv you don't have permission to stream it after that so they so must have reckon... got permission from nintendo which is interesting wow that is interesting mm. do you reckon an office space they got permission from whoever made that printer to destroy it don't know don't know if it had a brand actually pc it load letter. Did i actually it, had a, it'd be a printer come printer. up as pc load letter error i was like PC load letter. <laughs> <Yeah>, same <laughs> i'm gonna smash this well, mike mike judge is a little bit of a rebel so he probably uh, didn't bother probably yeah, probably just, yeah. just smash and printer so i mean all the characters in this like they're fairly fleshed out for like a, a crappy christmas movie you know, you've got your and the very '80s stereotypes as well, which I kind of love. Like the kid who is overexposed, like Swinney, to adult movies at a young age, watching Pulp Fiction. Oh. You know, the the smart kid, the neurotic kid, the lying, pathological liar. We knew a few of those when he, you know, playing yeah. as King K. Rule in Donkey Kong Country. Um, yeah. The kid, you know, eating rubbers or erasers, which I don't know. I found that really funny. Um, but the other one is just like the themes, like so you know they they've got all about the eighties toys, like Cabbage Patch Kids, uh, you know, video game violence, like is a bit of a theme through the movie in a funny way, and then just like cards and trading cards, so kind of like hits on everything you'd want it to hit on. Has a, like a bit of a poignant ending, which I it didn't end the way I thought it was going to end, and then I was like, oh, you know, I can see they're trying to pull on the heartstrings there a little bit. It, it, competent movie, man, like. I think the thing about this movie is I would not be shocked if I put this movie on again for my kids, like, you know, over Christmas. So I'd say that's, I'd say a, that's a big tick. Up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big tick. Thumbs that's up. A, I need to watch it now. Well, okay. I don't, see, this is where I'm coming kid, from. Yeah. 
It's not really a movie you need to watch. It's a weird one. It's like it can go into the playlist of Christmas movies. This is where I'm coming from. So I have this huge playlist of Christmas movies. They they mention is Die Hard a Christmas movie? And that that was like relevant for the time that that was coming out. The kid who watches adult films, he goes, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? That's the real question. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I can see the writing of this. This It's not bad. So, yeah. And then like one of my favorite bits is like, um, you know, the rich kid who has every single game and new console. We didn't really have that so much when we were growing up. You had a bit of exposure to that, Swinny, didn't you? I think there was one or two people that you knew that had a lot of stuff. I had a friend who always got new release games. He wasn't yeah. rich, but somehow always had new release games. Right? That's all I'll say. The mm. only experience I ever had was something like that is, I think one of my dad's friends, we went to their house once and they had like an arcade game and a pinball machine in their house. And it was like, I was blown away. I was like, this is, wow. This is like, is this possible? How, how rich do you have to be to, to have something like do that? You remember, do you remember what the arcade game was? No. No. Star Wars pinball. It wasn't a very good one. That's all I remember. But the pinball. Probably Space Invaders. I was like, what? <laughs> nice callback. The the pinball, I was like, wow, that's cool. Pinball would be horrible to have at your house, how loud it is and everything like that. But it is cool to have a pinball machine. But yeah, very competent movie. Very okay. surprising. Cool, cool. Very Glowing surprising. review of Epic Christmas yeah. by Intergot. Oh, I might just read the book. Now, I'm not sure what, what I got rated. I haven't even checked its rating. It's probably totally bombed on. Eight out of ten. Rotten Eight Tomatoes ten. or something like that. And I'm like, Let's look it up, actually. I'm the one critic who says it's okay. <laughs> so now I'll do my review on South Park post-COVID. So... <laughs> oh, my God. It, it actually got 80 or 8 out of 10 on Rotten Tomatoes. Eight there you out- go. Uh, is it freshness or are you talking about average rating? Uh, let me click on it. It's currently sitting at a 6.8 rating on IMDb, so that's pretty good. Yeah, what 80% it is, on the tomato meter. Oh, that's different. That's freshness. So uh-huh. Rotten Tomatoes is more like, is it an okay movie? Yes or no? It's like there's I'd a say line. It's, it's 76 audience score, so... Yeah, it's like... Totally- I totally like 90 minute movie as well. I it's think people's nice expectations are so low on it that they mm. go and watch it and they're like, maybe, yeah, yeah. not bad, not bad. Maybe that's <laughs> what it's about, yeah. And it's not great. I mean, that's what it's about with me and all the ladies, but yeah. And there's a very, like, what I'd be more interesting if you actually do watch it is what you think of the theme and like what it means and all that kind of stuff. Because it's kind of like a bit of an anti video game movie in a way if you watch it, but yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that uh, wraps us up for this week. Next week, as we flagged at the start of the show, we will have our predictions for the Game Awards. I believe I am the reigning champion. For and I believe I am the reigning loser and will continue to be so because I'm not very good at I, predicting stuff. I got I got cut off before from mentioning we would also do some general predictions about what Ooh. reveals and announcements that they might have because obviously mm. that's reason why people watch that show of course mm. of course yeah that's true that's true and we'll be watching it live so you'll see a crazy reaction from me if there's something that i'm into maybe they'll have a bonus smash character solaire metroid six six yeah it would be the... metroid six metroid six Wait, that's the only one i guessed metroid is continuing <laughs> well, we did it i'm like they're gonna release a 2d metroid <laughs> And they did. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And what's this uh, review that we might be doing, Swinny? I, I may review a game called Justice Chronicles. Depends on... It comes out two days before the show. So oh, okay. I, Justice if, Chronicles. Yeah, I'm not going to do any impressions. It's either... It's, it's review or bust. Oh, so review it's either or bust. I review it or I'm not, I'm not doing a sequel on it. So. Okay. Is that a Kemco game? 
It is, can, it is the okay. uh, rhetorical question, yeah, but it's sense. but it's the it's made by hit points, so they're the ones that are good. Okay, cool. Wait, do yeah. you know the date it's coming out? Uh, I'm not sure the exact. I know uh, it's two days before our show, so whatever th- uh, Friday is. Oh, so you Why? could if you if you speed run it, third, go to number one on the Chemco leaderboard at one point in time if you Ooh. be the first. Well, I'm oh, I'm only one day. of the t- I'm only one of two people that's done them all, so it's just me I've, versus another person. I, I so. feel like you need to stream this, man. I'll jump in the stream. I'll yeah. I'll, not, I'll support I you. Am, I am not streaming. <laughs> what you do? Because I'll no. send you Uber Eats to keep you going, keep you alive. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy you no. bees and Red Bulls. So it's so he comes out the third, uh, the third's Friday. Yeah. Nice. Oh, come on! You gotta beat yeah. that. D- that would be exciting. Well, I, I'm yeah. now really excited. About that I'm really review. looking forward to this. I love hit points games. Like I, I think they're awesome. So I'm really looking forward to this one. So. Nice, nice. Cool. Well, okay. To the review. Hopefully. You have to take a, a screenshot if you are number one on the leaderboard. We'll have to show that through the thing. I li- literally would have to just play without sleep to beat that person. That's how insane. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Sounds like a perfect <laughs> Not plan. Not Can that person reach out to us as well? They're... We can add them in. They're Japanese, so I don't know if they're probably... You, you speak know, Japanese? Yeah. I, I don't. Reach know. out. That is, that is a falsehood. I I'd love not. to hear from them. <laughs> Fascinating. It's not All like right. I have a degree in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, with that, uh, bye-bye. See Adios. You.